Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Hello and welcome to this week's Countryside here on Manx Radio. I'm Simon Clark. And I'm Kiri Kermud. At the weekend I popped along to Laxey to the Seed Swap and Plant Share. And I went on a mission with the Manx Airsoft Club out in a secret location out in Jerby. Well, we've had everything weather-wise the last few days, Kiri. Uh, rain, wind and sunshine. But I suppose it's about right for this time of year for people who have planted uh, crops. Yeah, the rain was definitely wanted and uh, I'm sure it's given the north in particular a damn good soaking. Um, the boys have managed to get some of the silage hauled from around the St Mark's area there. So um, they've dug in and then a couple of dry days there. Um, but still plenty to go at um, Lots of fields ploughed and getting their rape and kale sown there now. And uh, yeah, let's hope we get a few warmer days. It's still very cold and that has slowed up some of the grass growth and it's been a bit of a pain, really. Yeah, a bit of silage cut, though. Well, yeah. this is it, yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to mention is obviously there's quite a few yellow fields out our way and people have been asking about that. And lots of people stopping and getting their photographs taken. Of course, I've seen a warning as well about taking dogs into the fields of uh, the the yellow flowers in them, which of course is oilseed rape, isn't it? Uh, which could be detrimental to, to dogs and things like that. So just be aware of that. But it certainly adds a, a variety of colour to the countryside, doesn't it? It's stunning when you come over the mountain road there and you just look out across the north. Even if you can stop and take a photograph or two, what a sight. Bright, bright yellow. And it's so stunning, especially this time of year when you know, colourful... Well, there's plenty of colour around the roads there now, is it, with all of the pink campions coming out? And, yeah, spring's finally coming, isn't it? It is indeed. And hopefully on next week's programme, we'll be able to talk a little bit about the, the colour to do with the wildflowers as well. But um, it's that time of year where people are planting a variety of things, which we've just been talking about. And one event that's held uh, around the east of the Isle of Man annually is... The Seed Swap and Plant Share. A great little event it is too. Um, normally held in March though, Simon, when the seeds um, are ready to be planted. Uh, you come along and you, you pick up an odd packet of seeds or drop off an odd packet of seeds that you don't want and go home and plant. But with the lockdowns, it's been postponed uh, until now in May and I popped along to Laxey to catch up with the ladies in attendance. Brenda, well, the 10th anniversary of the Seed Swap and Plant Share and you've been involved all of the time. Unbelievable. I don't know where the years have gone. You know, I do when I look in the mirror, but nevertheless, <laughs> the 10 years. And we've had people coming every year, and I think people do enjoy it. And I think particularly this year, because we've been so constricted and constrained what we can do. So an event like this, you know, everyone's welcome, it's free, and people have really enjoyed it. I have. It has been absolutely packed to the gunnels, as it always is, though, yeah. Brenda. Yeah. But what a great opportunity, uh, you know, to come along, bring now seedlings, exactly. and get ready to put them in the garden. Yep. Well, I mean, it, it makes us wonder, maybe we should do the seedling swap instead of the seed swap, I don't know. But I think more and more people are more interested in gardening because of the, the therapeutical value of it. Um, and a lot of people here today have never been before. They've never grown anything before. And if they can actually get a small plant, they know what to expect from it. And, yeah. you know, it, it's been a really good atmosphere. And also it's been nice and even spaced through the day. It wasn't a great heap of people all at once fighting to get to things. So I think it's been a very good 
good ones. And of course, the raffle's always terrific. It really is, isn't it? And it's absolutely fab. But the donations for it as well, you know, the people are willing. I don't know whether it's last year, we had the terrible year, everything was locked down. Uh, whether they're concentrating on a bit more local? I, I don't know, but whatever it is, it's worked for us. I mean, people are incredibly generous. I think if you put a fixed price on things, it, it's not the same. People are donating out of the goodness of their hearts and what they think it's worth, and it's amazing sometimes what they think it's worth. You know. And you're, you're an allotment garden person. How have the allotments been this year? Um, everything's behind schedule, quite honestly, um, but we're getting there. Um, it's unfortunate that... <laughs> We had quite a dry spell of weather, and then we prayed for rain. Now, we had some rain on, was it Thursday, which was a horrendous day. Um, and it seems to me that when apple trees are in full blossom, we always get a blast of wind, you know, and what have you. But it's done a lot of good, and um, let's just hope it knows when to stop. Because <laughs> today is because I love that. <laughs> today was beautiful it's brought everybody out and um, I think most people have enjoyed it they've got something out of it um, we were concerned you know because we've always done seed swap earlier in the year will people come will we get any plants we've been inundated you know it's like books we have a, a, um, a table full of books help yourself they're all free oh we haven't got many and then one wonderful lady came with three great boxes of fabulous gardening books and you know Please take them. Absolutely. But people still use gardening books. This is the yes. thing. We tend to like home in towards the websites and Google and all the rest of it. But it's amazing how those books disappear. Well, you see, you are of a younger generation. We've got us dinosaurs around <laughs> who still like looking at books. <laughs> dinosaurs, get away. But no, it is nothing nicer than a book. And talking of books, your very, very good friend, Tanya Anderson, is here as we speak, signing away. I'm, I'm, I'm in awe, you know, I don't know many rich, famous people. She might not be rich, but she's very famous. <laughs> it's, you know, I've known Tanya for a long time now, and she's an absolute star. She really is, and she's so enthusiastic, but she's diversified. You know, she does the cosmetics and the toiletries and the growing and everything. It's, it's wonderful. It really she's is. She's a superb character, she really is. But to come down here to Laxey Sailing Club and just be part of it, like the rest of us? What do you mean, you know... <laughs> Taking, you're taking the what? <laughs> you mean slumming it with us? Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> but no, a very busy person like that. Know, it is. Know, it, she's just not lost her charm, and she's just same Tanya. She is. She's. I don't think she'll ever change. She's. She's a good. She's a brilliant character. A brilliant girl. If only we could get her to speak properly, because she still says compost. Oh no! The good and, old American and, coming and out. Oregano. I mean, seriously, she's been here long enough now to know how to say that. <laughs> she should be Manx. <laughs> <laughs> But no, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, Brenda, yes. she's a good asset to young people that want to come she's into an gardening. Quite honestly, she is an inspiration, you know. And we're trying to appeal to young people because sometimes it's, you know, think when I first started with the allotment, maybe I don't know, 15 years ago, an allotment was somewhere where the old guys went with the flat caps and they sat outside the shed, you know. And more and more women are coming in. Now, I'm not a feminist by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just nice to see a mixture now of older people younger people they're bringing their kids and kids are they're really interested you give them something like i don't know sunflowers or whatever and it they want to see something quick and big yeah 
and it works. It is perfect, isn't it? Yeah. But this pandemic, I think, has brought a lot more people to the gardens to try and grow their own. I think, so. I think we see little window boxes in, in various patios. You think, oh, you know, they're having a go. Well, this was started for allotmenteers, basically. But it doesn't matter if you've got a plant pot or, a, you know, a balcony. You can grow something. And as you say, the pandemic brought that home to people. And I, I think it's fantastic. I mean, I don't want it every year. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but it, it, there, are, there, there has been a positive side to it. Yeah. You know, people are more... The families have had to stick together, you know, and, and find sort of... Um, things that are interesting to all of them and it showed here today it really has it's been it's been a great atmosphere and a, it's a nice social event apart from anything else this is it and with us being stuck on the island i don't know is that the right term it's it is nice to get out and find out what local events are going on because they were all here in the past they've just never been maybe attended yes yeah and i, I must admit you know we've used this venue well i think since the beginning actually um uh, Last year we were saying, gosh, we're, we're too big, there's too many people here. Yeah. But it's evened out yeah. and it's, 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 there's usually a lot of parking. Today it's been difficult because it's a lovely day and everybody in his cat's out, you know. <laughs> but you know, it's a great venue. It's for us it is anyway. You know, we're, we're given carte blanche. We, can, we have the kitchen, use of the kitchen, we bring our old stuff. And of course we've got lovely ladies who provide wonderful cakes. Wonderful cakes, they definitely are. I think this is one Manx tradition, tea and cake. It's brilliant, isn't it? It really is, yeah. So, there we go. And you won a prize as well. Oh, this is it. We're very spoiled. We always get the raffle. And also, going home with a box of plants. That's yeah. what we always come and go with. Exactly. And Plus, nothing is wasted, because anything that's left over goes to a charity. And it could be, we've sent stuff to the prison, to various schools, to the community garden. So, somebody gets something, uh, there's nothing wasted. So, roll on next year. Yay! <laughs> well, Tanya, a very special day. The 10th year of the annual seed swap and plant share. It's been a great journey. You know, when we first started doing this, it was something that I thought would be fun, that there wasn't anything like it on the island, that it would be a good way for seeds and plants that we already have and are not using to yeah, find a new yeah. home and get used. And it has just grown every year. Lots of people coming back every single year, new people coming as well. And it's just been amazing. It, it really, really has. I touched on it with Brenda before, like the lockdown, how it's maybe focused people into growing their own things. Yes, a lot of new growers. I mean, every year we have people who are just starting up, but now more than anything, people are looking at the gardens in a different way. We've been spending so much time at home in our houses, in our gardens, be they a postage stamp or something much larger, and seeing them as more than just outdoor ornamentation or maybe just a, a place to entertain friends. We're seeing them as a place where we can grow food and things for wildlife and a lot more. And talking about growing things, you have just written a lovely, lovely book. And today people have had the opportunity to come and get their books signed and even win them in the raffle. How did this all come about? There are so many things that fed into this book, but I've been incredibly inspired by the Isle of Man, by the gardens at Craig Niche, by the gardens of lots of different women. And because there are so many people starting up gardening, I also wanted to write something that was going to inspire mm -hmm. new growers to see what other people's gardens are like, especially women, women that have 
created their own gardens, they created their own farms, just to show the possibilities. And then also the possibilities of the many types of useful plants that we can grow and ways to use them. Absolutely. And what is one of your favorite to grow? Well, my favorite plant to grow is calendula. That was, that was the, the flower that was really focused upon when I was on Gardener's World. And it is an ornamental, it's a companion plant, it's a skincare plant, it's an edible flower, so it has lots and lots of different uses. And everyone has space to grow it, and it's dead easy, really. So, yeah, that's what I'm think, saying dead easy, that's the thing. What is easy for all of us non-gardening people to grow? What would you recommend? Well, I would say one of the best things to start with would be maybe a, a packet of wildflower seeds because they don't need really rich soil to grow. They support our uh, insects and wildlife in our back gardens. They look great. And a lot of them can withstand a little bit of droughts, a little bit too much uh, in the way of water. They're resilient. So I would say wildflowers. And with that, can, do we have our own wildflowers on the island or can we just you know, buy them in from any just garden center? I think that years ago there was a, a local mix of wildflowers through the wildflowers of man, but I don't think that those are available. But a lot of the British wildflowers are native to the Isle of Man. Not all, but they will grow if we keep them constrained to our gardens and don't let them escape into, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> into the wilder parts of the Isle of Man. They're perfectly fine to grow. Yeah. And with today, Tanya, was the raffle. Um, it is just so well supported. It's the way that we fund this event. We do it as a free event. Anyone can walk in, no matter what your income level is, and help yourself to plants, to seeds. And I know of people who come and basically rely on the seed swap to get what they grow for their food in the year. Wow. And that's why it was so important for me at least, to be able to reschedule and make sure that this event went ahead. We had to cancel it a couple of times and just seeing so many people here, seeing all the seeds finding new homes, plants finding new homes and supporting our community is just as much about what we're trying to do here as the plants themselves. That was Brenda Killick from the Laxey and Lonnon Allotment Association and author Tanya Anderson there from Lovely Greens. Yeah, great. Uh, that's a wonderful event, isn't it? I've been there myself. Uh, didn't see any any seeds with me. Not, not, <laughs> not, of, not of any worthiness anyway. But it really is. Um, the, the people there that have got you know hours and hours of experience in the garden, people who have maybe just bought a little plot or decided to do their garden, and having a go at it for the first time. That's exactly like the lady said. Anybody can come along and take part. You don't even have to bring anything along. Just come and get the knowledge. Pick up a couple of packets of seeds in a way home. And um, 10 years, what a fantastic event to have every year. And this year, they called it the seedling swap and plant share because obviously it's later and some of these uh, seeds had obviously been planted. And uh, like Brenda said, she had snapdragons in abundance this year. So she was ever so glad to make sure they went off to somebody else and, become good use for their colourful gardens but a fantastic event and Tanya Anderson there, a wonderful author of A Woman's Garden along with other lady gardeners, a fantastic book so if you look out for that on Amazon or, or anywhere local um, a great person to have on the Isle of Man you haven't had your garden on show yet? No, no, we'll wait till July. No, fair enough then <laughs> Thank you.
You're listening to Countryside here on Manx Radio with Kiri Kermode and myself, Simon Clark. Well, last weekend I took off on a mission, not to Area 51, maybe Area 10 in the area of Derby in the Isle of Man, where I joined up with the Manx Airsoft Club. They were having a double-header weekend of an event um, with various missions, and I spoke spoke to some of the people on the Saturday and the Sunday as well and firstly I caught up with well we'll protect his name uh, his identity for the mission as well uh, Joe Mar Tomlinson and well the mission was about to get started and it's a fairly unique one this weekend. It is yeah so what we do on our weekend events is we would basically do the same thing as our standard Sunday events but prolonged with more objectives and a more realism aspect put on. So a weekender event would normally be a full Saturday and a full Sunday event for usually the same price as a normal day because non-profit based so we, uh, we just charge what we see fit for the weekend. We will be doing something special this weekend in which we do night fighting. So essentially we'll have tracer units, lasers, night vision goggles, all the tricks and toys to get the, uh, the boys in the field at the weekend. Wow, so you got everything. I've just had a, a hold of one of the, is it an AK-47? But not, not a real one, but AK, gosh, it feels it. AK-74, but oh. we're not judging, don't worry. <laughs> they, they seem so real. That is pretty heavy if you're going to carry that around for a few hours. Yeah, similar to paintball, it's a team v team based uh, sort of activity, but a lot more with airsoft you'll find it's based on realism. So a lot of the gear is one for one spec, the weight is the same, the look is the same. We base the whole hobby around immersion more than sportsmanship, if that makes sense. Well, sportsmanship, but you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, you, you're not going to show a big blob of paint when you've been shot. No, no, no. Unfortunately, it's based on honesty. So if you are hit, you have to shout hit and put your hand in the air, and then it's down to your team to get you back into the game. But it is based on integrity, and it's something that's sort of taught to everybody from day one. But that that isn't um, that isn't a scenario that can happen though. You can, I could walk out, know nothing about it, get pelted with one of these. Uh, bullet things I'll, we'll talk about that in a second but does that mean i'm out for the weekend not for the weekend no you can either be respawned back into the game or as what we call on our site specifically bleeding out so you would go back to a start point or alternatively any person on the team unless specified otherwise can medic you back in with a simple band change from one arm to another but the guns themselves i see there's various sizes of ones though but i mean would it be an advantage if you've got this big big long machine gun or something compared to somebody's little pistol? Um, some guns do have an advantage in that they have a lot more ammunition attached to them. So in like in real life, a machine gun would have a belt-fed system, something similar here. But the BBs are the same size, the speed is the same size. The only thing that's going to make someone perform better with a gun is the user. Really? Yeah. And, and how, how accurate are they? Um, I could hit you in the head at 50 metres. Really? Pretty much. I'm, I say I'm confident, but you never know, I might miss. <laughs> Also, um, you've got vehicles out here, you've got uh, trenches and uh, little buildings and, like, I suppose, air raid shelters and things like that. You, you, you've, you've put a lot of work in uh, the Manx Airsoft Club to, to make this as realistic as possible. We do, unfortunately, because it's a volunteer system. We're not actually a business. It's all run by volunteers on a committee. The amount of work that's been put in here has taken nearly a decade to get really settled in. If we had obviously more time to do it, obviously not just during a free time, it would be a lot bigger. But yeah, we do have trenches, we have bunker systems, we have multiple vehicles that are in various states and styles, depending on what kind of scenarios you want to do. Um, we've got exploding props, we've got barrels that set themselves on fire, we've got all sorts of crazy things. 
Landmines is also a fun one, but we tend not to get them out too many times. <laughs> but I mean, it, it just sounds so realistic. And looking around here, I mean, even even people who've got headsets on with radios, and some people are looking a little bit nervous ahead of it. You'll find a few people here have been doing this for the better part of you know twenty years. There really? is a few, yeah. Some of the guys that avoided us before. Um, <laughs> But people like myself who are ex-military, we brought a lot of the kit back with us so we kind of know what we like to use. But then you can also get some guys who've been coming here for 10, 15 years who turn up in a pair of jeans, ball cap, a pair of BMX gloves and some boots, and that's all they need. The, the hobby itself is based around how much effort you want to put into it. So if you feel like you want to spend £10,000 on all this wonderful camouflage gear, you can. If you want to turn up with an Ikea bag and some ball grenades, totally up to you. Wow, it has got that that feel to it and it's everyone that's in it from military backgrounds no um, weirdly just because I think it's more because it's the Isle of Man in the UK it's a different story but there's actually not many X-Forces guys here there is a slight stigmatism with X-Forces which is kind of being slowly washed away at the moment but a couple of the guys here like myself who are X-Forces we really enjoy it it's a good laugh it's shows a lot of the brotherhood mentality that you do get in the military and you get people from all walks of life as well there's people here that like myself who work in IT and there's people here who work part of the government as a couple of butchers there's all sorts of people here and any any first timers here today I think there's about six or seven first timers but on average at the moment on a normal game day we're getting 10 20 fluctuates slightly depending on uh, what day it is but a lot of newbies at the moment and what about I can see most people are dressed in camouflage uniforms here how, how would you tell which side is which so when it comes to normal gameplay this weekend's going to be slightly different um, you would have a red team and a blue team that use armbands to distinguish between which sides they are very similar to computer games but this weekend it's slightly different so everybody who's in a tan or khaki based uniform is the American quote team and then anyone who's in dark green and black clothing is going to be the the Russ Ford team so it is very themed this weekend which is slightly different to what we normally do and are you allowed to tell me any of the the secret things that'll be hidden around today you don't want to tell anyone else yeah they're normally attached to wires don't tread on them <laughs> oh really booby traps yeah is there any clues to where these things are? Absolutely not, no. So we'll get a full game brief in the next hour or so, which will detail everything that needs to be done for the weekend, team objectives, special rules if there is any, because obviously it's a very themed game. Um, we're all in the dark, besides the guys who run the, uh, the actual event. So even myself, I'm one of the senior members of staff. I don't know what's happening. It's the game master that knows everything from the start. Wow, it's, it sounds absolutely incredible. And you say it's, it's going to go on till about midnight tonight. So is, is that quite unique in the dark? I mean, how are, you, how are you going to see and keep tabs on everybody that they get back? It's something new that we've tried in the last couple of years. We, we get to a point where we were doing the same thing all the time and we decided we'll, we'll take a risk uh, and we'll try some nighttime games, which has actually worked in our benefit and people really enjoy it. Um, gives the guys a chance to get their, their tracer type BBs out, which glow in the dark. They can get their special torches. Some guys even rock night vision goggles. Dependent on the weather, we'll see if it works or not. But tonight there's no clouds. Moon should be out. I think it'll be a fantastic night for some shooting. You say the the BBs, I see these little white pellets that's on the ground here. I mean, are they in, in all the guns? Exactly the same in every single gun. So it's a requirement that all guns fire a 6mm BB pellet. You can find some guns that fire something different, but unfortunately we don't allow them on the site due to safety precautions. As you can imagine, BBs hitting people in the face, especially the rise, is going to cause some serious damage. So safety is a very strict part of this club. And uh, the the great thing I heard you talking about before, that the pellets, you see some of them on the ground here, but biodegradable, which is great. Yeah, that's correct. There's a bit of a misconception with ammunition that it always stays on site, but all the ammunition that we currently use is biodegradable. It just takes two to three years to actually uh, condense down. 
we are aware of our carbon footprint on the world, so we are taking measures to make sure that everything on site is clean, it's tidy, everything's biodegradable. All of our pyrotechnics, I don't know if I mentioned before, are biodegradable, so they're made out of cardboard and basically pop off. Once they've popped off, they'll biodegrade and we won't see them again in the next six months' time. So, All right. Well, listen, uh, I think you're due to start again tomorrow morning, uh, all going well. I might pop around again to see how today has gone, get an update. More than welcome to join. I can't promise I'll be sober enough to have a conversation again, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Jomar Tomlinson there, ahead of his mission out uh, for the United Nations uh, on the Saturday event. Well, that went on till about 11 o'clock at night uh, where they finished and uh, put up camp, maybe had a, a bit of a barbecue and uh, maybe a, a glass or two of sherry to help them get to sleep. Um absolutely fantastic and on the sunday uh, people can either carry on from the saturday or join in for a new event uh, which involved some capture of missiles and uh, flags of various nations and firstly i caught up with one of the manx airsoft committee jez well everything seems to be secret with names here but we'll call you jez today <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, day two uh, of the manx airsoft club's weekend event yeah, yeah. here at derby yeah. um first of all how did today uh, yesterday's go it went very well um i think we had nearly 30 people on site in fact over 30 people um we played from roughly four o'clock till just after 11 last night um it was getting so dark no one could see people starting to get tired so we just we called it 11 um stop for a beer something to eat and uh we're ready to go now ready to go again obviously last night did ev- everyone get in they hadn't hadn't go out looking for everything no, no 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 um the site was pretty well lit up we, we put um like road flares like electrical road flares that sit around so everyone had a had a decent point of view as to where they could see where they were going. It's quite light last night, up until even up until about ten o'clock. Um, it was only when the cloud came over last night, it, and it got really dark. We had to, we had to call it. So yeah, but the, was, the, the, the encouraging thing, uh, Jez, is that yesterday was a beautiful day, wasn't it? it and was, right into was, the evening, yeah. you had a good spell of it. Uh, some people are doing the two days. Some are only doing the one. Yeah. Yeah. There's a fine gathering of people here again yeah, this morning. I think eager to go. If I look at the register for today. Uh, we have got one, two, three, four, four, five. Got 25 here already. Really? Yeah. Um, and I know there are people that haven't signed in yet. So I would estimate we could have 35 to 40 today. Yeah. Well, what about the uh, the double header, as I'll call it? I mean, people uh, all walking around for a few hours, um, you know, yeah. hiding. Quite quite an adrenaline rush, I'd yeah. imagine, and tiring yeah, mentally yeah. as well. It, it can be. It can be. But um, the committee right some very good storylines that have to be followed and once I find once you're out there and once you're in it it's only when you stop when I physically stopped last night that's when I just sort of went oh my word <laughs> and uh, collapsed um, you just you just keep going it's just it's such it's such a good day up here yeah you had you had a lot of scenarios yesterday different bits and pieces to keep yep. people interested yep. and you do you get any traitors and things like that or spies it, in it, the scenarios it, you can do yeah it depends if they're written in um we had we ran three teams yesterday there was uh, nato uh russian and there was a private military contractor team um which the committee played because we've all got we all wear the same stuff um 
and we had um, and one of the, the treasurer of the committee. He was a Russian general that we had to protect, and we had to move him across across site, and the other teams had to kidnap him or take any of us alive. So yeah, it's some of it can be really complicated. So we probably might keep it a bit more simple today, sort of capture the flag, stuff like that. But um, just again, the weather's coming in and it's forecast to get very, very bad very quickly. So we may, may have to scratch today. But anyone who comes up and is paid, if we scratch it, we'll just refund them the money. Well, I'll get ready for the start and uh, we'll see from there. Yeah, but, okay. uh, great stuff. Uh, We've got some details to give out, and uh, I'll yeah, put them on the yeah, website. Yeah. That'd be brilliant. Thanks very much. Well, there seems to be a, a lot of uh, male-dominated uh, soldiers, so to speak, out here today. But Maria Dixon, uh, you're one of the few females that are involved in this event, but it's not your first time. No, no I've done it for a few months, I think. It's, yeah. And what, what's the attraction? Is it's not sort of uh, overbearing with all this maleness around about, or just get stuck in? No, you just it's it's a fun, good sport like any other sport would be. It's it's just fun. Yeah. There's no male female dominance. It's just it happens that more men are playing this or not. It's it's as well as welcoming for everyone as it is. But out here, I mean, you say it's not your first time out out the Derby uh, site here. I mean, there is, when you walk around, there's all sorts of tunnels, trenches, buildings, there's cars stuck there, uh, booby traps. Yeah, yeah, no, it is, it's, it's, you've got to get stuck in, it is very physically demanding, demanding yeah, yeah. funner. But but it does does it get to the stage where you you walk around and and the heart's beating really fast when you're sneaking up or somebody you think's chasing you? I, yeah, no, it is. It's good fun. It's it definitely helps to be a bit smaller to be able to fit through all the bushes. But yeah, no, it gets your heart going, pumping. And what about a, a message to any of the other females who who want to get involved in this sort of thing? They shouldn't feel worried about it. No, it's it's a sport like any other. It's it's good fun. It's everyone's friendly enough here. It's yeah, all welcoming. You don't need certain just you know. What's what's your weapon? Um, currently, uh, what am I using? Rifle or pistol, or do you have both? I've got. I'm using a rifle right now. A M4. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's good fun. Hopefully upgrading to a better one soon. Oh, you've got to go up the ladder, have you? Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, it's uh, going to be an interesting day weather-wise, I would imagine, yeah, today. No. But I suppose it adds to it. Yeah. Uh, yes, these these events don't stop in the normal world, do they? <laughs> no, they don't. Well, no. great to speak to you and enjoy the day. <laughs> Thank you. Well, one of the girls taking part, Maria there, and before that, one of the committee members, Jez. A fantastic day out, and if you want information, uh, that, uh, you know, £10 for the the day, um, if you... And you need to hire equipment, you put that on top. But what an absolute uh, wonderful event. I was uh, stuck in the middle of it, Kiri, uh, (laughs) in the the police vehicle, actually, keeping order. But uh, it was uh, was very realistic. They have the radios on and, uh, uh, you know, the, the... when I was holding them guns, the proper weight of them and stuff, and all in their special gear, uh, it really was um, a fantastically realistic event. They had bunkers there mm. and uh, little um, areas, you know, shelters under the ground. 
It is unbelievable how realistic they can make it, but obviously without the dangers that are well still happening around the world, isn't it? But uh, to have the experience on our doorstep and to take part, and you know, maybe it gives you a bit of inspiration to go and join the army, the air forces, or or whatever. you know, cadets and, and scouts all come out and have events and try these things. What a great opportunity we have on the island. Yeah, and it was just great that there was such a, there was no, there was just a lovely camaraderie, so much honesty in the games, you know, we've been hit. Um, and then, you know, a few minutes later, you can go back into the game. And uh, it was a really, really good crew. And considering, you know, that, that they, they don't make money for anything, they just are a group of volunteers that go out do it for the fun of it and an ideal thing for for everyone to get outside get a bit of fresh air well, the exactly. weather wasn't quite as good on the Sunday for them, but uh, they soldiered on, so to speak. But like you say, it's realistic and it could be their muddy trenches. Yes, indeed. If you want more details, uh, you can check out their uh, Facebook page, Manx Airsoft Club, or you can send an email to manxairsoft at gmail.com. All the details are on there, off their website as well. Uh, the Jerby mice are on display at the uh, St. Patrick's Church in Derby for a few weeks so if you want to go and see that that's an event that's happening as well and if you've got anything for us to feature on Countryside let us know leave a message for Kiri Kermode or Simon Clark here at Manx Radio or send an email to countryside at manxradio.com where are you going to be off to next week do you know yet? Well, I think the uh, wildlife park might be calling. Okay. All right, until next week from myself, Simon Clark. And myself, Kerry Kermit. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.